Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Love, Sex and Psych. If you don't already know me, my name is Amy and I hope you guys are all having a great week so far. I'm having a great week because the sun is shining and the skies are blue and the weather is finally warming up. There's only, I think, two more days until spring starts here in Australia. Oh, I'm just so excited. In the past, I've honestly been a winter hater, like I hate it. And I do sometimes get a bit of seasonal depression and just a bit of the winter blues. But honestly, this winter hasn't been so bad. I think it's because I've been keeping busy trying to exercise a lot, which really helps my mental health and just trying to prioritize myself a lot, which has been really good and definitely helped with not getting the winter blues as bad this year but also because I've been spending a lot of time in nature and like doing little trips like this winter I went on a girls trip I went camping with my boyfriend it's just been really fun so honestly winter isn't so bad but I will say I'm still a summer girly at heart and I cannot wait for the weather to keep warming up Actually, next week, I'm going on a little trip with my mum and my sister. We're going up to Queensland, the Sunshine State, to get some more sun. The weather looks so good up there, so I'm so excited. And hopefully, I come back with a little bit of a tan. My audience, specifically my American audience, has actually been growing quite a lot. So apologies to all you Americans that are listening and that are now going into, I think you'd be going into autumn. Yeah, or fall as you call it. Sorry for that because in the upcoming episodes I'm probably just going to be raging on about how great the weather is and how much I love the sunshine. (laughs) Now in this week's episode we are going to be talking all about toxic friendships and dealing with friendship breakups. So the topics that I'm going to cover are signs that you might be in a toxic friendship, some questions that you can ask yourself if you have a toxic friend, how to get out of a toxic friendship And then we're going to discuss friendship breakups. And I've got some tips that you can use to get through a friendship breakup. And I just want to have a general chat about them. So I'm quite excited about this episode. I've done one episode about friendships before. And that was all about the beauty of female friendships and how they're really special. And I sort of spoke about the evolutionary psychology perspective of why female friendships are so emotional and close and literally like a sisterhood. So that was a really good episode. I enjoyed talking about that. But this time, this friendship episode is going to kind of be the opposite. We're not talking about the beauty of friendships. We're talking about kind of the dark side of friendships when friendships can turn sour and you can get really mistreated by friends. I'm just jumping in here to give a quick disclaimer. Although I do have a psychology degree, I'm not a registered psychologist, so please remember that any advice or recommendations I make in this podcast is not professional advice and it should not be taken in replacement to seeking professional help. If you are struggling, please reach out to your GP. Okay, back to the episode. So if you have ever been in a toxic friendship or you are in a toxic friendship right now, then this will definitely be a good episode for you to listen to. So I hope you all enjoy it and let's dive right in. Okay, so first let's discuss some signs of a toxic friendship. Now personally, I feel like toxic friendships can kind of be a little bit more subtle and 
a little bit more difficult to notice than maybe a toxic relationship because, you know, we're always talking about toxic relationships and red flags and narcissists and abusive people. But toxic friends is kind of less of a hot topic, I feel like. So I think it's really easy to kind of get into these toxic friendships or these unhealthy friendships and not recognize it or at least make excuses for this person. The first signs that someone is a toxic friend is that they are controlling and also that they are jealous when you hang out with other people. These two kind of go hand in hand. Now, a friend should never be controlling. Obviously, a friend is someone that should complement your life, add value to your life and support you in whatever you want to do with your life. Not try to control how you behave or what you do. When a friend expresses jealousy over maybe who you hang out with or what you do with your time when you're not with them, it's kind of like a way to manipulate you or to control you because you want to avoid them feeling feeling jealous or getting angry that you're doing this certain thing so you maybe don't do that certain thing in order to make them happy or in order to you know avoid those negative emotions coming up from them so yeah that's definitely a way to kind of manipulate or control you I've definitely had friendships in the past where I feel like my friends have been jealous when I've hung out with other people or done things without them and I just think it is toxic and it's not healthy like just because I'm friends with someone doesn't mean I can't hang out with other people or not invite them to a certain thing. I feel like there's this expectation especially in big groups that if you do something with a few members of the group you need to invite everyone otherwise it's like a drama and you know, people might be questioning, why wasn't I invited? And yes, it might actually be a bit of a blow to the ego or a bit of a letdown if someone's not invited to something. Like they might feel genuinely excluded, but that's different to being a toxic person. If someone feels genuinely excluded and expresses that, that's not being toxic. That's just them expressing their emotions and their feelings. But the difference is when someone literally expresses an unhealthy form of jealousy when one of their friends is hanging out with other people or when one of their friends decides not to invite them to something. It can be quite easy to tell the difference because someone that feels excluded might, you know, express that they're sad or question why don't you want to hang out with me, etc., But someone that is jealous and controlling probably gets more angry and nasty in this sort of situation and they might even try to retaliate by excluding the person that they are feeling jealous of or that they are wanting to control. So just say I had a toxic friend and I went to dinner with two of my other friends and didn't include this toxic friend. So they might react to that by sending me a nasty message saying I can't believe you didn't invite me to this or just or maybe they might retaliate by suddenly acting really blunt with me for no apparent reason and then cancelling our plans that we had that weekend and instead of hanging out with me that weekend when we had plans maybe they will go and hang out with their other friends as a way to kind of try to make me jealous so yeah There's definitely a difference between someone expressing that they actually feel excluded or left out compared to someone that is jealous and controlling and manipulative. The next sign of a toxic friend is someone that criticizes you, belittles you or embarrasses you in front of other people. 
I feel like I've definitely experienced this in friendships and one of the best examples that I can think of which I think is quite a simple example but when it's constantly repeated and constantly done to you it does kind of compound and it's like wow why are you constantly trying to embarrass me or put me down in front of other people so a simple example that I can think of is you know you're talking in a group setting and someone might be talking about a particular topic I don't know anything really and then you say oh really like I didn't know that or you ask a question maybe and then your toxic friend responds to you how do you not know that? Or how didn't you know that? As if you didn't know that, literally everyone knows that. And they just try to make you out to look really dumb. I feel like there's so many examples like that where you can kind of laugh it off in the moment. And if it just is a one-time occurrence, it might not be that bad. But when it's constantly happening over and over and you're constantly being criticized and put down by this toxic friend, you really start to feel like, do you even like me? Like, why are you treating me like this? It's a very shit feeling. If a friend also always seems to be venting to you, but you don't get to do the same to them in return, like you don't get to vent to them in return, that's also a sign of an unhealthy friendship or a toxic friendship because friendships should be reciprocal you should both be able to lean on each other for support and emotional support and if you're the only person in that friendship that is being the shoulder to cry on or being the listener that can be very emotionally exhausting if you're not able to do the same to them and vent to them and lean on them you're not a therapist unless you are a therapist but in a friendship you know you're not acting as someone's therapist I think that can kind of be a common dynamic in friendships. I mean, I've definitely experienced something like that where I was constantly being this person's shoulder to cry on and main support in their life, but I often didn't feel supported in return or in the same way. It's emotionally exhausting to be in a friendship like that and it's not healthy. You need to be able to both support each other. The next sign of a toxic friendship is if you are always the person that is putting in majority of the effort for example you're always the person to call them to initiate conversations to reach out and see how they are you might always be the person to schedule to hang out or try to organize plans in a friendship effort needs to be reciprocated it's a two-way street and you know you both need to know that you both want this friendship that you both care about this friendship and you both want to put in the effort to maintain this friendship and if it's only one person doing that it feels like what is the point of this would you even be hanging out with me if I wasn't making these plans would I even hear from you each week if I wasn't making the time to call you it's like they don't value you that's what it feels like anyway that's definitely an unhealthy dynamic if you're always putting in the effort to see someone and to speak to someone and they're never returning that favor. The next sign of a toxic friendship is if you feel used. Now I've got an example of this because I have had a friend in the past that I often definitely felt used by. So what this person would do is she would often only ask to hang out with me if she needed to go somewhere because this person didn't drive and I drive. So she would ask me to hang out and kind of somehow include whatever she needed to do in our plan so that I guess she could run her errands while we were going out. 
And she also did this to another girl that we were friends with as well. Um, She would just ask to hang out with her when she needed something and ask her to take her to places. And it's just not fair, you know, like I'd be happy to do favors for my friends if they're a good friend to me, you know, but only asking to hang out with me when you need something or when you need me to take you somewhere doesn't classify as a good, healthy friendship, in my opinion. The last sign of a toxic friendship, I think, will resonate with a lot of people if you've ever had a toxic friend. Even if you've been in a toxic romantic relationship, I think we always make excuses for the toxic person because cutting off a toxic person can be really hard, especially if maybe it didn't start out toxic. Maybe the friendship started out really fun and beautiful and great but it eventually became toxic because sometimes it you know takes a while for toxic people to unleash their true colors it is really common to make excuses for toxic people and to not want to cut them out of your life straight away because maybe you hold on to the good memories and you want them to be a better person maybe you hold on to the occasions when they actually are a good friend even though they may be few and far between When I was friends with a really toxic person, I would constantly make excuses for them. And people would ask me, like, I don't know how you're still friends with this person. I don't know why you're keeping this person in your life. You don't deserve to be treated like that. But I was holding on to the good memories that we had together and the person that this girl used to be. You know, I valued our friendship so much because we were so, so close and I just was holding on to what our friendship used to be. So I really, I didn't want to cut this person out of my life because I wanted them to change, I guess. I wanted them to stop treating me like shit, but alas, she didn't. So I did have to make the decision to end the friendship. Prior to ending the friendship, I made countless and countless excuses for this person. If you think you might be in a toxic friendship, I'm going to list a few questions that you can ask yourself to identify whether someone you're friends with might be toxic or whether a friendship that you're in might be an unhealthy dynamic. So the first question to ask yourself is how do you feel after hanging out with this friend? After you hang out with a good friend, you should feel uplifted and happy and energized. I think I notice a key difference from when I hang out with my really good friends compared to when I used to hang out with my toxic friend. And when I hang out with my good friends, I literally feel so full of love. I feel so happy and grateful Like I literally feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's amazing. But when I used to hang out with this toxic friend, when I'd go home, I'd literally feel emotionally exhausted. I'd feel drained and I would dread hanging out with her again. And that brings us to the next question to ask yourself. Do you feel excited to make plans with this friend or to hang out with this friend? As I just said, I would dread hanging out with this friend because... I knew how I'd feel afterwards. I knew I'd feel drained and exhausted and not fulfilled at all. I knew I'd probably be questioning why am I even friends with this person and I didn't want to be doing that because I had a lot of love for this person. You should obviously feel excited to see your friends. You should be looking forward to it. It should be the best part of your day. You know, friends are supposed to make you happy and make you laugh. You shouldn't be dreading hanging out with someone and another key thing to note 
I often felt like hanging out with this toxic friend was an obligation, almost like a responsibility. I felt like I had a responsibility to see her. I didn't feel like I actually wanted to. Whereas the good friends that I have in my life, I want to see them. I want to spend time with them because they make me feel that good. They make me feel uplifted. They make me feel loved. They make me laugh. And it's just a great time when we spend time together. The next question to ask yourself to identify if you are in a toxic friendship is, do you feel like you need to keep secrets from this friend in order to not upset them? Or in other words, you could also ask yourself, do you feel the need to walk on eggshells around this person? So an example might be not telling this toxic friend that you hung out with someone else to avoid upsetting them. So obviously this isn't a huge secret, but you're not telling the full truth basically you're just not telling them how you spent your time because you don't want to upset them because maybe they're jealous or controlling so if you feel like there's certain things you can't tell your friend that's probably a red flag it's probably a sign that you do feel that you need to walk on eggshells around them and yeah that shouldn't be what a friendship is like you should feel that you can tell your friends anything talk to them about anything without judgment As I was talking about earlier, a sign of a toxic friend is when effort is not reciprocated. So you can also ask yourself, do I feel like the effort I'm putting into this friendship is being reciprocated? Obviously, this question is pretty self-explanatory, but as I said earlier, effort needs to be a two-way street and you need to feel wanted. You need to feel like your friend wants this friendship as much as you do. The next question to ask yourself is, can I trust this person? Obviously, we should be able to trust our friends. We should be able to confide in them and tell them sensitive things without fearing that they might tell someone. We should be able to trust them to keep us safe, to support us. And if you can't trust a friend, if you have a feeling that they're going to talk about you behind your back, or even if you know for a fact that they talk about you behind your back, That is a big no-no. They do not deserve to have you in their life. All friends need to be trustworthy. Trust is like the baseline of all relationships in life, whether it be romantic, family or friendships. You need to be able to trust these people in your life that are closest to you. And if you can't, big red flag. And the last question to ask yourself is, do your morals slash values align with your friends' morals and values? Now, I do believe that it is completely fine for people to have different values and morals in life. Like obviously everyone on the planet is going to value different things. Everyone's going to have different beliefs. But in my opinion, when you're friends with someone, especially if it's a really close friend, you do need to have a lot of overlap in your values and morals. And I think that's also just a natural thing that happens. You kind of gravitate towards people that value the same things as you and that have similar beliefs as you. But I'll give you an example of what I kind of went through and what made me write this question down. Basically, I had a toxic friend and she would always talk about how she'd be okay with being the other woman. So, basically having someone's boyfriend cheat on their girlfriend with her and she'd be okay breaking up a relationship and that was a big no-no for me that really crossed a line and just didn't align with my morals or values at all and I just I didn't really understand it and I think 
it's fine for people to have different beliefs. It's fine to have different morals. But, you know, in a very close friendship, like this was my best friend at the time, I just couldn't really get behind that. And, you know, in a friendship, you need to be able to support each other. And if she was going to be with someone's boyfriend, I wouldn't be able to support her through that. And it also influenced how much trust I was able to have in her, you know, with her openly saying to me that she would be okay being with someone's boyfriend. It made me feel uncomfortable because I had a boyfriend at the time. You know, what's stopping you from getting with my boyfriend? What's stopping you from flirting with my boyfriend, etc., etc.? So, yeah, I think obviously everyone has different beliefs and morals. If you want to have a healthy friendship and a good friendship and a fulfilling friendship, I think you do need to have similar morals and beliefs. Next up, we are talking about how to get out of a toxic friendship. Now, first of all, obviously, there's kind of two paths you can go down here. You might decide that you actually do want to try and make this friendship work or you might decide... I've given it all I've got. I don't want to do this anymore. I want this person out of my life. So the first scenario, if you want to try and make this friendship work, I think the best thing to do is to raise the issues in a healthy way, in a respectful way, and try and see if things can change. Because obviously, if you're not saying anything, if you're not bringing to this person's attention that they're hurting you, how are things going to change or get better? But I will say this won't always be received well. Toxic people don't always have the best ability to be self-reflective or self-aware and they might become very defensive when you try to set a boundary or when you try to talk about things that they're doing that upset you. So my advice would be just to do the best you can to raise these issues or to set these boundaries in the most non-confrontational way possible. And then if your friend isn't receptive to that, into you raising issues in a very respectful, non-confrontational way, then you can definitely see that they are a toxic person and they're probably not a good friend and they don't value you or care about you enough to be a nice person. So yeah, they don't deserve to have you in their life because a good friend should be completely receptive to hearing that they've upset you and they should be willing to fix the situation. If you do decide to do this with a toxic friend and try to fix things, I'd suggest putting a time limit on it. So if your toxic friend says they are willing to work on it, they'll stop you know, insulting you or criticizing you or they'll stop being controlling or whatever it is. I think it's good to set a time frame to make sure things are actually changing and to make sure you're not just slipping back into that same unhealthy dynamic. So for example, after you've had this conversation, maybe you will set yourself a time frame of three to six months. And if things haven't changed after that time frame, it's up to you if you want to have another conversation about it. But I'd suggest they probably never will. If someone really cares about a friendship, they will do whatever they can in their power to make things work and to be a good friend. That's just my opinion anyway. And if you've raised issues and someone's not doing that, I don't have much hope that they will in the future. Okay, the second scenario, if you don't want to make things work, if you're just tired of this friendship and you want to get out of it, there's a few ways you can go about this. First, you could explicitly 
tell this friend that you don't want to be friends with them anymore kind of like a breakup or exactly like a breakup I guess you could either message them call them sit them down in person whatever way you want to do it and tell them that this isn't working you don't think you're a good fit anymore you're not feeling fulfilled from this friendship however you want to word it This is actually what I did with my toxic friend. I wrote her a message and basically expressed how I was feeling and that this friendship wasn't fulfilling me. It was draining me. I felt emotionally exhausted and not supported. So yeah, you can do it that way. Literally just clean cut the friendship. We're over like literally like a romantic breakup. Or the second thing you could do is slowly phase out the friendship Now, I think this only works if both people are kind of on the same page, because if you're trying to slowly phase out a friendship and kind of drift away from someone, but the other person is constantly messaging you, trying to see you and that kind of thing, it makes it a little bit difficult because obviously that person might not be getting the memo or they're holding on too tight and they don't want to let this go. Yeah, I think there's only certain situations where you can kind of slowly phase out the friendship. But if you're trying to do this, some things that you could do is maybe just politely cancel plans or don't make plans in the first place. If you call this friend like three times a week, maybe start calling them once a week and then no times a week. (laughs) You can just drift apart naturally. And I think that's quite a good way to do it if you're trying to avoid conflict, because if you do decide to you know, sit someone down and have a chat about ending the friendship or send a text about ending the friendship, It can get quite argumentative. It could blow up into an argument, especially if this person is sort of trying to fight for you or maybe they're trying to gaslight you or they become really defensive. So slowly phasing out the friendship definitely does avoid conflict, but I don't think you can do it in all situations. And the third method that you could do to kind of end a toxic friendship is you could literally straight up drop this person and completely ghost them block them on all social media you can block their number you can remove them from your life literally without explanation and honestly this might seem really harsh especially if it's a long-standing friendship but in my opinion if someone is really really mistreating you and they're being a toxic toxic person why would you waste your time with first of all trying to explain to a toxic person that you don't want them in your life anymore Because sometimes people just aren't receptive to that at all. Some people have no ability to do any introspection and it'll just go in one ear and out the other. So why would you waste your time doing that? Like if you've just had enough and you can't put up with this mistreatment from this friend any longer, then you have every right just to drop them from your life and just to ghost them without explanation. Because at the end of the day, your happiness and your peace comes first. If someone has been a very, very shit friend, then they don't even deserve an explanation from you as to why you've cut them out of your life. Now that we've covered how to get out of a toxic friendship, let's discuss friendship breakups. Friendship breakups can hurt just as badly as romantic breakups, if not more. I've heard a lot of people say they find friendship breakups even worse than romantic breakups. In my experience, I think... The initial pain of a romantic breakup is a lot worse than losing a friend, but I feel like the long-term effects of a friendship breakup linger on longer than like a romantic breakup does, if that makes sense. Like for me, I stopped being friends with my toxic friend almost 
a year ago and I still think about her. I still think about our memories. I still look at our photos. Whereas, you know, past boyfriends are kind of off my radar. Like I don't care for any of them. I don't have anything to do with any of them. I'm over it. But I think friendships for me take a lot longer for me to get over. And I think I reminisce on past friendships a lot more than I do on past romantic relationships. Obviously, there's a lot of emphasis on romantic breakups, but I think friendship breakups don't get as much of the spotlight. I think it's really common to downplay our feelings of a friendship breakup, but they can still be such a significant loss. Like friends can literally feel like family, especially if they play a huge role in your life and you see them all the time. And just like a romantic breakup, You kind of have to figure out how you're going to spend that time that you used to spend with your ex-friend. Like if you are someone that would spend every single weekend with a certain friend and now you're not friends anymore, you have to figure out what to do. And not having that person in your life, it's you definitely have to grieve that. Like I, I don't really know why friendship breakups aren't spoken about as much as romantic breakups because... They are really, really hard. It's a great loss and you have to grieve them exactly as you would a romantic relationship. So I've got a few tips here on getting over a friendship breakup. The first is to actually allow yourself to feel the feelings. As I was just talking about, there's not as much of an emphasis in our society on friendship breakups as there is on romantic breakups. So you might deny yourself of feeling the pain of a friendship breakup because of the expectation that maybe these friendship breakups aren't as hard as a romantic breakup but honestly they can be just as hard if not harder so allow yourself to feel the feelings allow yourself to cry feel angry allow yourself to grieve and feel whatever you need to feel it's still a really big loss and you still need to process this loss just as you would a romantic breakup My second tip is to try and understand that a friendship breakup is a completely normal occurrence. As I was also talking about before, with friends, we often assume that they're going to be in our lives forever. I feel like you're rarely worrying or thinking about whether one day you might not be friends with this person. So when a friendship does end, it can sort of feel like a failure that that friendship has ended. But All relationships in life, whether it be a romantic relationship, family or a friendship, none of them are guaranteed. You know, all of them can end at any moment. They're not always meant to be. And there's also an expectation that friendships are meant to be easy. We recognize very easily that romantic relationships take effort and hard work, but we don't see that in friendships as much. But friendships take just as much work as romantic relationships do. They need effective communication. You need to be able to work through issues together. So it shouldn't be such a shock or there shouldn't be such a stigma around friendships ending because some people just might not be able to communicate effectively. Some people might not treat each other well enough in a friendship and that's completely fine and normal that a friendship has ended and you shouldn't feel like a failure if you've lost a friend. 
Obviously, self-care is also really important in this time and just nurturing yourself. And in saying that, I think it's also really good to keep yourself busy and surround yourself with other friends. When you are newly single and you're going on dates, it kind of reminds you that, oh, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. Like, I'm going to be okay. I'll be able to meet someone else. So when you're surrounding yourself with other friends or new friends after a friendship breakup, it sort of does the same, I guess. It kind of reminds you that, I've got other people in my life. I'll be okay without this friend in my life. I think muting this toxic person or even blocking them on social media is also a really good idea to do because just like in a romantic breakup, if you're trying to get over someone and you're bombarded with their Instagram stories or photos that they're posting, that's going to make them at the forefront of your mind because you're constantly seeing what they're up to. How are you going to get over a friendship breakup if you're constantly seeing what they're posting? And lastly, just give yourself time. When you cut off a toxic friend, I think there's sort of an expectation that you should be happier because you're no longer friends with someone that mistreated you. And people around you especially might be like, oh, finally, I didn't. I don't even understand why you were friends with that person. They treated you like shit. But just because a person was toxic doesn't mean you didn't have love for them. doesn't mean you didn't care about them. And it doesn't mean you didn't have really, really good times together. So just give yourself time and space to feel that. Feel angry, feel sad, and don't feel pressure to rush your moving on. I've already said a little bit earlier, but for me, I feel like friendship breakups take me way longer to get over than a romantic breakup. So give yourself all the time that you need. And honestly, don't worry if a year down the line you're still thinking about this ex-friend because it's completely normal especially if this person was a huge part of your life and maybe like a brother or sister to you it's obviously gonna take a long time to get over and I think the stigmas that surround friendship breakups and sort of the expectation that they're easier then a romantic breakup probably doesn't help. Like it probably makes it harder for people to get over losing a friend because there's, I guess, a lack of support and there's this pressure that you're just going to get over it straight away. But it's not true. It's a significant loss and just give yourself the time that you need to get over it. Okay, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you all found it helpful and you enjoyed it. I just want you all to remember that The people in your life should uplift you. You should feel loved by them and happy when you're spending time with them. And if that's not the case, then I think some reevaluation is in order. You know, you need to be protecting yourself and protecting your peace. Toxic people do not deserve a spot in your life at all. Anyone that mistreats you in any way, shape or form doesn't deserve to have access to you, your space or your time. So please remember that. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sending you all lots of love and thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you all in the next episode. Bye.